0: if you're innovating, creating, or making a difference. This show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do.
1: Minecraft has shown to have so many applications for positive impact. Minecraft partnered with
0: the UN where designers are using minecraft to design refugee camps what if computer games could not only spark meaningful dialogue about current issues but also be the key to developing solutions that is the mission of games for change a New York based nonprofit which empowers innovators to drive social change through game creation founded in 2004 Games for Change's programs include their Games for Change Student Challenge. This is an annual challenge for public school students attending either middle or high school in four different cities. In June of 2018, Games for Change celebrated its 15th anniversary as its annual Games for Change Festival brought together changemakers from the health, technology, gaming, education, and many other fields to talk about the ways in which game creation can drive real-world change. Susanna Pollock is the president of Games for Change. Susanna, how did you first realize the power of games to create positive social change?
1: Well, I come from a traditional media background. I worked in television for many years and started believing that there were other forms of storytelling that could have different kinds of impact. I started working in interactive media, which led me to games. And I realized that games as a form of entertainment encourages the participant, the game player to engage in the content in a different way than traditional linear media does or linear television or film, where you have a narrative or a story that unfolds in front of you and you are, as a viewer, are a passive passive participant, let's say, in the experience. But in a game, you actually have agency to make changes in the story. You have a different relationship with characters or with goals or with just the overall outcome of that narrative. And so there's a different kind of relationship you have with the content. And I started believing that this is a huge opportunity to convey serious issues, hard-to-reach topics in a different kind of media experiences that offer that deeper engagement.
0: In fact, I love what you're doing with the Games for Change Challenge, the school challenge. How did Games for Change first come on your radar?
1: So, for me, as a media executive, if you will, who worked in television for a while, as I said, I went on this journey where I was like, interactive media is a very different way of telling different stories, and I saw, you know, I've got two, at the time I had two boys, 10 and 14, and the amount of time they were spending, you know, playing games. And I started seeking out different organizations that were using interactive media and games to drive impact, and I came across Games for Change. And what I was able to do at the time was kind of to leverage my experience working in the commercial media landscape, where I was doing partnerships and business development and helping sell great projects into this space, where I could offer I guess my skill set to bringing in new partners, new people who who believe in the impact this can have to the organization Games for Change.
0: Tell me the story of those first few days, please. What was that like for you coming into Games for Change? I understand they started in 2004. What did you see and what did you most want to work with and change?
1: Well, I came into the organization in 2000 and I think 13. So I came in at a point where there had been a lot of growth already with the organization. So so games for change started off with 40 people around a couple of conference tables sitting in New York City talking about ways in which games might be able to have impact. There really wasn't there wasn't a field of practice in this space at the time. But what happened over that nine year period before I even got involved were academics started doing research around games, and the impact they could have both on the education side but also building social awareness. If you have a form of entertainment that's ubiquitous and you have a average age of a gamer now is is 35 and you have almost half the population, 44% of women are playing games, you have a medium that is not just for a certain demographic anymore. It's not just for young boys, you know, who are excited you know, play games in the basement or in their bedrooms. And so you have this field of practitioners across different industries and areas of specialty. So that's what was so cool about I think games for change evolving over the years is that of course there were great game developers who were lending their skills to making a game that could have impact. But there also are assessment experts, researchers, there are subject matter experts who come to a development team that says, you know, if you want to make a game of climate change, you really should be working with climate change scientists, right? And you also have foundations and funders and government agencies, all who recognize the power this medium can have. So this community of practice grew over... You know that period of time. By the time I came into the organization in 2013 it had reached a point of I think maturity where I could then help bring even more high profile opportunities to the organization to spread the word to new places and broaden the appeal and the industries that are engaged in it. So that's where the Games to Change Student Challenge came to be where we decided to bring our mission and our cross-sector community to the next generation, we hope, of game designers who are thinking about this medium that can
0: change the world. The Games for Change Student Challenge, if I remember correctly, you launched that in 2015?
1: So yes, we launched it a couple of years later after I joined. We now are starting our fourth year of the program. It started in New York City. We were invited by the Department of Education to come up with a kind of competition that mirrored other citywide competitions that they had. You know, they've had poetry and art making contests. They've had filmmaking contests. They said it would be really cool and, you know, 21st century of them to do a game making contest. But we had a challenge is we couldn't assume that kids knew how to make games. We certainly knew we had a culture of gaming and gamers, but we wanted to create an opportunity for youth to actually learn how to become a game maker, to change them from a consumer to a creator. And so we partnered with a another not-for-profit called mouse.org that had a serious games design curriculum designed for teachers to use in a classroom, and we built a program, a year-long program where we both empower the teachers to bring this games design curriculum into the classroom, teach kids how to make games, them topics of which we want them to focus on to make a game around a social issue. We hold game jams and workshops and field trips for students. And at the end of the year, we have a citywide competition that's open to any student, whether they're part of the formal program or just interested in game making, where they can design a game for our competition. They just have to pick one of the themes that we offer. And then we have professional jurors review all their games, and we end up with a public exhibition and award ceremony. And so that's what we did the first year, and now we're rolled out into four cities. We're in Los Angeles, Atlanta, and Detroit.
0: How cool is that? You know, any teacher listening or any parent is saying, how do I get involved with this?
1: (laughs) Well, if you live in any of the cities we're operating in, and you have a middle or high school student that goes to public school, they can actually just go make a game. Either, you know, they can go onto one of the many free resources we have listed on our website, or they can sign up to an after-school program. Code.org has game design programs. A lot of libraries and after-school clubs do. Or if they are fortunate enough to be in one of the schools that we operate in, they might be actually able to take that course. Each year we offer teachers to apply to have professional development to bring the course into their classrooms. And we're growing tremendously. We are going to be up to 50, almost 60 teachers having access to our professional development in New York. We have nearly 40 in L.A. and are growing also in Atlanta and Detroit. So soon we hope that this program will be available, you know, citywide in all of our cities, and then we can roll this out into other districts.
0: I'm assuming that we're a little bit late for the student challenge this year. I thought I saw your deadline as being September 13th, but is that correct?
1: For teachers participating, yes, but certainly not for students. So if any teachers are perhaps, you know, running a computer science class and teaching game design or coding, and they want to have their students make a game for our challenge, that is open to anyone in the cities we operate in. But the actual formal process of getting our PD that is close to this year, but we'll do it again next year.
0: Let's be sure and give your link and any other resources in addition to Code.org that you as an educator, creator, and a mom especially like for game creation.
1: So yeah, so please do cut them on our website, gamesforchange.org slash Challenge. You will find lots of information about our program along with links of free resources if you've got a child interested in learning game design, Scratch is a great platform to start kids learning game design, and they have their own intro kind of curriculum. And we use Scratch in our program as well, so that's a resource I certainly would direct kids to. And also on our website, the Games for Change main website, we have a archive of about a library of about almost 200 games right now that are all social impact games. Most of them are appropriate for all ages, but we do, we kind of categorize them, but you can have kids getting onto our website and playing games that have impact, so they can start to think about how a game can be made not just for entertainment, but to get you thinking about something.
0: According to games for changes website, 61 schools competed in their 2018 Student Challenge. Those students submitted more than 500 projects, and among the winners? are a game that shows players how to help fellow students deal with bullying, several games that have players planning smart cities, and a conservation game played from the viewpoint of a mountain lion trying to find habitat in an urban area. Even with your background as a storyteller, business strategist, and creator, have there been one or two games that just wowed you, just whoa? I don't believe they came up with that.
1: Well, one of the things that I think has been a game changer, no pun intended, is Minecraft. I think... Minecraft has has shown to have so many applications for positive impact beyond what I think the, you know, the creators had. Not only is it a platform that can bring people together, right? You play Minecraft, you can play with friends, you're building things together. It's in a highly creative platform on its own, but you can also apply it. What we've seen is teachers, you know, building curriculum into it and bringing it into the classroom. So using that as, a, as a, a way in which engages youth through an activity they love and actually building curriculum. But then you also have nonprofits and government agencies seeing potential in something like that, where Minecraft partnered with the UN on a program called Block by Block, where designers are using Minecraft to design refugee camps. And then using those designs, I know it's quite incredible, to actually build real refugee camps. And so they've been working on that program for a number of years. So you end up having you know, a game that may not have intentionally been made for impact, but the power of it, the opportunities within it, have found ways that it, could, it lends itself to so many positive applications.
0: I did not know that about Minecraft until just this minute. That's amazing. What are some of the ways, you mentioned how many women are now gaming, which is exciting to hear, but what are some of the ways Games for Change is going to be working to get even more women involved in game creation and VR and maybe your new XR initiative?
1: So yeah, so getting more women in these technology fields is obviously something on our mind as a woman executive of a non-for-profit that supports social impact games and other immersive media. It's something that we want to a role in. So at the student level, we certainly make great effort to offer our program to schools that focus on young women in STEM and encourage participation through those channels. And then, as a convener and as a platform to highlight amazing work and further the field, at our Games to Change festival that we hold every year in New York City, we take great pains to make sure that there is equal representation for women and minorities on our stage, to help showcase the great work that's happening by women and to offer as you know inspiration and as role models for future game designers, so they can see themselves represented, you know, amongst the you know the brightest minds and the, and the biggest innovators in our fields. And in the case of VR and mixed reality and augmented reality, what all comes under this XR umbrella, we are taking that same approach, developing a community that is equally representative of people from different colors and genders and sexual and personal identity to take an active role in developing an inclusive community within this growing and hugely positive field of immersive realities.
0: It's exciting to see this evolve. I know it's a ways away, but has planning started yet for the 2019 Games for Change Festival?
1: Well, funny that you ask. We are just talking with our venue partner, Parsons, the new school, about our dates for next summer. We have just started to think through our curation strategy, but I can say that it will look very similar to what we did this past year, which we thought was very successful. We focused two days of programming around games and impact, and on those two days, we, we kind of break down our programming across three themes. One is games and education and games and learning. Another is social impact and civic issues. And the third is games and health oh, and neuroscience, which is also a burgeoning field, as people and researchers and universities and labs are really investing time to research about the positive impact games can have in our mental and physical well-being. And then we have a day dedicated to the XR for Change program, which brings together people who are focusing on these immersive realities and impact that it can have. And we also have, which is a really cool event that we do before our festival, which is something called the XR Brain Jam. And it's modeled after like a hackathon or a game jam, which is when you bring together game designers or developers together to work on a project or projects together for an intensive two or three day period. And we developed one of these, we call it a brain jam because it has to do with neuroscience. We brought together, we bring together VR developers and neuroscientists for them to work intensively over a two and a half day period to come up with applications of how VR can further the research that's being done by these neuroscientists. So we'll be doing that again.
0: Wow. What was one of the best innovations they came up with this past year?
1: Oh, there's some wild things that were developed. Well, something that I think is continuing to work on at USC is a a VR experience that is meant to help with depression and kind of a treatment for those who either are suffering from PTSD or have other chemically, you know, chemical imbalance of depression and how a VR experience can be part of a treatment to rewire your brain to overcome those imbalances and so that's going to be very exciting to see what comes
0: out of it. This certainly is. We touched on it briefly but I failed to ask you about it. XR for Change, that new initiative, how does that work? What is this?
1: So We are modeling this program after, I guess, the the efforts that we've made in the games industry over the past 15 years. So, you know, we found in the early days of Games for Change was that if we offered a platform for people to come together who are interested in this new medium and interested to explore the different, the various different ways that it can have stripe impact, that we could play a, you know, a, a significant role of advancing this field. So rather than focusing on game designers and the researchers and the subject matter experts, we're doing that, you know, within VR developers and augmented reality experts, but also the hardware companies who are making amazing headsets that are advancing this field companies like Oculus and HTC Vive and the new Magic Leap headset that's just been released for mixed reality. So we bring together the hardware companies, we bring together the creators, the developers, as well as not-for-profits that are excited about using this, this medium, like the Red Cross and Planned Parenthood and government agencies like the National Institute of Health for the National Endowment of Humanities along with educators. And we highlight, you know, projects that are going on. We foster conversation amongst the disciplines and encourage more collaboration going forward.
0: That's exciting about involving the Red Cross especially.
1: So yeah, so there are you know, there are so many fantastic not for out there that are looking for new ways to vote build awareness around their work, you know, it could be for fundraising or it could be applying something in the field, like for training, you know, creating a, you know, a disaster scenario and looking for ways in which, you know, whether it's first responders or it's humanitarian aid relief people coming into a space, you know, VR offers an opportunity to create scenarios and have people act in those scenarios in ways that were not possible before.
0: In all that you've been doing with Games for Change, what's been one of your best experiences that has helped you grow the most as a creative professional? That's a good question.
1: I have really enjoyed working with the youth and teachers on the program that I'm currently you know, focused on, which is the Games for Change Student Challenge, to see the impact that I can have and our program can have to educate The teachers who are on the front lines of, you know, helping grow youth into being productive and responsible citizens in the world. And then, of course, working with the students directly for them to see the benefits that something like Games for Change and our program can have or how they can look at the world differently and see their place as being responsible citizens of this planet and using games as one of many forms of media and entertainment in which to raise awareness and to bring people together or to, you know, advance thought on something, advance research, to me is really exciting and has meant a lot to me.
0: How can people best support you as you go forward here?
1: Well, we always, you know, want to share the word, you know, share the love. And so if there are people who are interested in following us on social media, I please recommend they do that or sign up for our newsletter on our website. Part of our work as an advocate in this space is to bring our work to the public, whether it's introducing new games to the public or physically producing an arcade that we do from time to time in different locations. We are a not-for-profit, so we certainly do welcome contributions, which can be made on our website, but also opportunities to work in different industries. So if any of your listeners are working for a company or or an educator or have your own initiative own idea about how games can further your work, please get in touch with us because we welcome an opportunity to work with partners of all shapes and sizes.
0: You can find out more by contacting Games for Change through their website, gamesforchange.org. That's gamesforchange.org. In addition, you can find them on Facebook at Games for Change, or follow them on Twitter at G4C, G, the numeral four, C. You mentioned the public arcades that you do. People are going to be curious about that. How does that work?
1: Well, we have a program that we offer, partners, if they're interested in bringing games or immersive realities to a public location. So we've worked with the American History Museum in New York before. We worked in the New York Public Library. We've worked all over the country, in Los Angeles and then Chicago, where we can curate an arcade of games, social impact games, or VR experiences for communities. So we've done it at the Tribeca Film Festival, a huge arcade, a street-long arcade of impact games at the time that we did that so if there's anyone interested in us bringing an arcade to community events that's something that you can approach us to do and then we hold our own series we call it the talk and play series where we bring together panels of, of people working in the fields around a certain subject and then we have an arcade where people can play the games or the vr experiences that have been discussed and so if you came onto our website and signed up for a newsletter you'll hear about more of those happening in
0: new york and around the country Finally, Susanna, and thank you for your time. If people could get only one thing from you as an innovator about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like that to be?
1: I think I'll go back to what we talked earlier about what started where my career started, which is storytelling. I think the ability to tell a story and to communicate an idea, regardless of what platform, is an incredible skill to have. And it's something that I would recommend all people who have An idea or a mission they're working on is to focus in on what is the story they're telling that can help spread the word or build awareness or make the impact that they're looking to make. And games or XR is just
0: one of the many platforms and media that you can use to tell that story. Susanna, thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You and I have been listening to Susanna Pollack, president of nonprofit Games for Change. As Susanna mentioned, Games for Change is seeking mentors. And if you'd like to know more about getting involved, check out their website, gamesforchange.org. And when you visit their site, you'll also find teacher resources, student resources, information about their upcoming student challenge, and a lot more. Once again, that's gamesforchange.org. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to additional Over Coffee podcasts at 2mavericks.com. That's 2, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X, 2 And you can contact us at 2mavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.